So today I want to um, uh, read Psalm 34. I think it's uh, available. So I will read and you can follow along. I'm reading from the NIV. I think it's the same. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him and he saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So the, what I wanted to actually focus on are those last few words, seeking peace and pursuing. But before I do that, uh, I want to uh, just share a little bit with, uh, I am here today because of a decision I made when I was 18 years old. And I'm here because I chose to serve as a conscientious objector during the Vietnam War. As a Mennonite church in the 1500s already, Mennonite church has been historically called a peace church. And so we have looked at war in a different way. And some of us felt called to a different path. There were, there were actually nine young men in this congregation or in this area actually, not all, of, all in this congregation, that choose, chose to serve uh, their obligation through an alternative service uh, during World War II. Um, and those are all listed in the 100-year uh, uh, anniversary of this church from, from 1908 to 2008, and that they're listed there. There's, uh, there's nine young men listed there. So I just wanted to share just briefly uh, my story of choosing to serve uh, as a conscientious objector instead of going into the military. Like I said, I am quite confident that I would not be standing here today if it would not have been for that, for that decision to, um, to decide not to serve in the military. I loved my family. I loved the mountains. And I would have been satisfied too. I would have been satisfied to live my life living in Virginia. But it wasn't that way. So as a young boy growing up in Virginia, uh, I attended Bethel Mennonite Church, and uh, I believe that the way that we could live our lives would be a peaceful life. But it was not always that way in my family. 
My great-grandfather, David Franklin Estep, uh, I, my middle name is named after my great-grandfather. He enlisted in the Confederate Army and, and served. Uh, he actually enlisted at 17 when he's supposed to be 18, and he lied about his age, which is that's not a positive thing to lie, but uh, he did. And uh, he drove a supply wagon, and, and uh, he didn't get involved in the armed conflict. And then move on to this, uh, my uncle Clifton, which is my, my mother's brother, uh, he signed up and he went to fight in Korea uh, a couple of years before I was born. And upon his return from Korea, he was a very troubled man. He was tormented to the point that he could not, he could only live in a state of drunkenness. Um, there was no help then for them. Uh, PTSD was not even named until 1980. And then another uncle, Uncle David, which is, another, which is actually he's only four years older than myself, a brother of Clifton, he was drafted and he chose to be a conscience objector, which is uh, the short term for that is CO. The definition of a conscience objector is an individual who claims, who has claimed the right to refuse to perform military service on the grounds of freedom of thought, conscience, or religion. My Uncle David, he was assigned to, to help on a state-run dairy farm and he, he was there for two years in Virginia. and. Uh, the Vietnam War started in 1955, which I didn't realize, but I was only three years old when, when that started, and it lasted almost approximately 20 years. Well, in 1969, the U.S. government started a lottery draft that would uh, appear to be more fair, and so uh, this lottery draft, they used uh, blue capsules that they put in this big bin that they rolled around, and, and each of these capsules had a birth date on it. And uh, so in 1971, the lottery that would, would be for my birth year, 1952, and the number, my birth date, August 15th, was number 20 came out. So the year before, like it was 150, went up through number 150, and so I knew that I would be drafted. But since I was in college, um, my eligibility was deferred until I graduated from college in uh, June of 1972. Well. I really wanted to make a difference in the world that we lived in. I really did. It was an easy decision to make, but a hard decision. Do you understand that? It's easy, but hard. Many things in life are easy, but then become very hard. I was very thankful for the pastor at uh, Bethel that uh, was with me as we walked through this process. Um, had to appear before a, uh, a board that uh, questioned why I would choose to be a conscience objector. Matter of fact, uh, uh, a neighbor down the road from us, uh, he had served in the war and uh, he, he knew his Bible and he said, well, uh, how, do you, how can you think that you shouldn't go to war? He said, look in, look in the Old Testament, all the, how God allowed wars and wars. Well, that's a hard question to, to answer. It is, obviously is. And so I was really glad for my pastor to be with me during that time. And so um, I was uh, finally given a 1W classification, and, and uh, so I applied to serve with Mennonite Board Missions uh, in Elkhart, Indiana. And after the orientation, I was assigned to, to work in Indianapolis at, a at uh, Crossroads Rehabilitation Center, which is a sheltered workshop. Uh, and so I became a supervisor in one of the shops. The shops are similar to something that ARC uh, Industries and Dashwood does, where uh, people go there and... Uh, and uh, they work on jobs that, are, uh, that they're able to do. 
it was really rewarding to see some of the folks that they, when a job came in, sometimes they couldn't do it, but they learned how to do it. And so it was, uh, I just found that that was a, an amazing, uh, amazing time to, to see that I was helping people instead of uh, seeing people die. You know, a 19-year-old guy doesn't know everything even though they think they do. I thought if you were a Christian, you can never go to war. And over time and over years, uh, I have discovered that not everyone thinks the same. And uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was a number of years ago, quite a few years ago, um, and when I think of my birthday and my age, I know it's quite a few years ago, that uh, I was at a meeting one time and there was this preacher who was preaching and he said, uh, he said these words, God called me to go to Vietnam to fight in the war. And I thought, oh, man, that's, that's crazy because <laughs> I felt that I was called not to go. And so anyway, it was, a, it was the beginning of a change in, in my attitude that uh, I didn't have to think that just because you, you served in, in a war that uh, that was absolutely wrong. I, I would still say today that I made the decision to serve as a conscientious objector and I would, I would do it again today. I would actually absolutely make the same choice. And I'd actually be up for a good debate on talking about the pros and cons of war. I would. But no matter what, I honestly would be able to call you a brother or sister, no matter what you chose to believe about that. A few of the verses that spoke to me during this time was uh, Mark, Matthew 26, where it says, to, Jesus said to put your sword back in its place for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Or in Matthew 5, it says, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And Jesus said in John, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest. The scripture from Psalms 34 says to seek peace and pursue it. There is so much more to peace than armed conflict. There is, and Tanya talked about that. There's so much more about peace than just armed conflict. It takes work. It takes work. It doesn't just fall into your lap. Today, I'd like to focus a bit on living at peace in our families, in our communities. How do you seek peace and pursue it in our world today? In your life, how have you discovered to live in peace? Or maybe still you're working at it. Seeking peace does not mean that we avoid conflict at all costs. Conflict that is avoided is most likely just postponed and over time may become actually worse. To simply ignore a problem does not mean that we are at peace with ourselves or others. To seek peace means that we attempt to find peace and our first desire is that we actually want to seek peace. And we not only want to seek peace, we also need to pursue it. And if you've ever pursued something, I'm sure all of us have pursued something, whether it's work or career or, or uh, a spouse or whatever it is, and the definition says that it is to go after or run after or to follow. We are to pursue peace. So what I started to do was I started to prepare uh, Seven steps of how to pursue peace. I thought this would be a good way to leave something with you. Seven steps to be able to 
prepare to pursue peace. And I had this absolutely incredible feeling that I should not do that. And so, instead, I'm going to share with you from some scripture from 1 Peter uh, chapter 3. I think uh, it's available. I, I was supposed to start at verse 8, but I uh, told Taylor verse 6. So, anyway, these words I am going to read to you, but what I would like for you to do is for you to... Can you skip down to verse 8? Okay, thanks. But, but instead, so I want to I share these verses with you, but please hear these words not with, just with your ears. Also listen to the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. This scripture is spirit-breathed because it's the word of God, it's almighty God, and this is how we are to pursue peace in this world and in our communities and in our families. So I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it slow, and uh, please hear the words. Finally, all of us, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate, be humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven 
and is at God's right hand with the angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Until you experience true, true peace with God, it will never make sense to, for it to be explained to you. I'm sure some of you, many of you here, maybe all of you here have experienced that true peace that comes through Jesus Christ when we give our faith and our hope and our, our lives to Jesus in all of life, in all situations. Let us seek peace and pursue it. I pray that the words that, uh, of the scripture there will have spoke to your heart and uh, that uh, we will have maybe even a new understanding of what it means to live in peace in this world. There is so much more that could be said about peace. There is so much more. This is even not even, honestly, it's not even scratching the surface of what it means to live at peace with one another, to live at peace in our heart. We know what that means. We know that Jesus is the answer to the peace that lives within. But we also know that peace is so much greater than peace without war, uh, peace within our hearts, peace within our families, peace within our relationships, peace within our community. There's so much more. So I pray that you will have a heart and ears to hear what God is saying to you and that sometimes the easy decisions that we make are sometimes the most difficult. Let's pray. God, just thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for the, the folks that are here this morning and for those that uh, were watching this online. God, I just thank you for each life. And Lord, I pray that uh, you will be honored and glorified throughout all of eternity. We know, Lord, that you are the, the creator of the universe. So God, may we hear what you're saying to each one of us today. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you and keep you.